Prepare for takeoff. Hello once again, everybody, and welcome to Kings of the Heart, the Kings of the Heart podcast. My name is Tyreek Omari Walton, your favorite, well, one of your favorite, <laughs> licensed marriage and family therapists. You know why? Because we have other fantastic, phenomenal therapists with me, including my partner in crime, Dr. John Hart. Dr. Hart, how you feeling, my brother? Uh, it's good to see you. It's good to be here in the space. I'm always blessed by your presence. And also the presence of another amazing fan favorite licensed marriage and family therapist. We have Mrs. Weena Wise. Yes, that's right, yes. Ms. Weena Wise. How are you, sister? Good to have you. Cypher three. Cypher three. Cypher Back three. together. How you doing, Ms. Weena? Oh man, I'm feeling so good. Daylight savings time hit. Oh, so yeah. I'm back in the game. Man. Back in the game. Were you all thrown off this week by that too, or was it just me? Or was that a little last bit? Listen, L- little bit. It was Sunday. This past okay, Sunday. See, I'm so confused bit. by it. Right, right. No, it was it was Sunday, but I'm so excited that it's lighter, longer outside. Yeah, I don't yep. know about y'all, but yep. uh, that darkness it'll come over you like a black cloud. Yeah, so I'm just lying. I'm excited. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, good. I agree with that. It's good to have the sun, and it's good to have you guys here for this discussion today. We just want to follow up on our last discussion where we were talking about needs, right? We were having a conversation, Dr. John and I, around the importance of learning to define, identify, and articulate your needs within your relationship. And so we only covered a few very essential needs. And what we wanted to do, especially with Ms. Weena being here today, is cover a few other essential needs, needs that are essential for a healthy relationship. And we also want to make sure that we talk about the importance of advocating for your needs, articulating and advocating for your needs to make sure that you are being heard, that your needs are being made aware of with your mate and why that why that's so important. So let's just get back into the, the main point of the discussion. And I want to start with Wiener because you weren't part of this last time. So I'm right. curious to hear from you some of your thoughts around one, some of the, the needs that we expressed last show but also yeah. some of the other needs that are actually being brought to you in session um, or that you have to help your clients be made more aware of in session. Yeah, I listened to the last episodes and I thought, wow, you all are dropping gems for sure. Particularly around respect. <laughs> the way you broke down how people confuse respect with control. Mm, I mean, yep. that was just so invaluable for people to hear. Um, and so we're definitely headed in the right direction with this conversation. You know, I think that acceptance is one of the big topics of needs that people express to me and they don't always use that term. And that term can sound very basic, but when we really think about romantic relationships and you're starting to try to get intimate with another person and you two actually defined that so well last episode as well, what intimacy really looks like being able to accept another person's differences. Mm. And I mean, really, accept not tolerate 
but accept that your partner is going to be different, think differently than you do, move differently than you do. That's a need that lots of partners are trying to ask for because they start bumping heads with their partner um, when their partner wants to try to change them and make them more like them. Right, mm. right. Yep. What What is the difference between tolerating and accepting? You know, mm. how do you actually define acceptance? I would say that um, acceptance is a mindset. Mm-hmm. It is a mindset where you make space for another person's differences, but not just um, allowing it to happen and it's still irritating you. Mm-hmm. You know, when we say that we're tolerating something, we're putting up with it, but right. we believe that it shouldn't be so. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't mm-hmm. be that way. Mm-hmm. When you accept a person's differences, you actually believe there's nothing wrong with the way they're thinking, the way they're doing things, the way they're moving in life. I'm actually accepting this difference, even if I don't enjoy it, even if it's unpleasant. Right. Correct. That's right. correct. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The, the first word that yep. comes to mind when I think about acceptance is welcoming. You know, that's the changeover. Yes. You know, when you are tolerating, you're not quite welcoming who this person is and, you know, what yeah. they're about or what they're thinking or how they're feeling. When you think about acceptance like okay well i'm going to just welcome this in even though this may not be ideal for me i still have to welcome this and believe that this is like you said this is okay this is okay for them to be that way so yeah i agree what do you think dr that's a heavy lift though right the the welcoming part welcome is an action verb Mm -hmm. and and to embrace or open up to someone's differences that may irritate you or or cause you fear honestly mm, okay uh, or or make you feel a bit unstable uh, in the way you move that's a a big step and and we want people to know that that that's next level stuff like if you're having a hard time shifting from tolerating to accepting that's normal but it's it's the goal isn't there an element of control also when you're struggling to accept someone isn't there mm-hmm. an element of you're trying to control who this person is, how they function, that makes it hard for people to actually tolerate someone else. You know, I like to think of it as you're actually trying to control yourself more. That that instability that I was just talking about, mm-hmm. you're trying to make sure that you feel stable. And there's a sometimes a, a way that we move that feels normal and safe and healthy to us. And when someone else comes in and, and wants to do things a different way or they think differently and they challenge what our normal is, it, it causes us to feel like we're off kilter a bit. So instead of trying to control the other person, sometimes you're really just trying to control your own peace and your own sense of stability. Mm. Okay. It, it could be that you're trying to control the other person, but I think sometimes it's more of an inward process where you're trying to shore yourself up. Okay. All right. All right. Mm. What do you think, Dr. John? Hop on on here, man. Excuse me. Um, no, I, I think I think that's pretty spot on. I mean, I was thinking about, you know, uh, Sister Weena's uh definitions around tolerating and accepting and um the piece that you chimed in and i and i liked it a lot i actually think it fits what i've talked to couples about 
um, or just people in general around relationships. One thing that did come to mind, though, when you guys were talking about the difference between tolerating and accepting, in my mind, for some reason, tolerating to me, um, there's like a there's like a a a, a, a finite or a threshold to that, mm-hmm. right? Which then triggers behaviors around. I think the way I was conceptualizing it was like we tolerate up to a point. And then I think, and I I may be wrong, but like what I was kind of taking in and thinking about for myself and my clients is when you tolerate, you get up to a point where it's no longer tolerable. And then as Sister Wiener was saying, there's this, which a lot of people may not recognize. I think she's right. There's an inward process first. Mm -hmm. And then when that goes disarray still, you haven't really figured that out, then you project. And then you start to kind of like control your environment, your partner, stuff like that. But that was that was some stuff that was kind of going on uh, on in my mind when you guys were were talking, because, you know, when you stress control, um and and then i also say is like i i 100 agree with you brother reek the welcoming part i think is a really good point mm-hmm. because yes. welcoming is so when i hear it it's so relationally driven right it's like i understand it i see it um bring it on yeah. um we'll figure it out even if it you know annoys me a bit so like when you said welcoming like i felt that was a great fitting word Yes, that, that really distinguishes between like acceptance and tolerating. Tolerating, you're only you know as the colloquially saying like you know we we put up with. Mm-hmm. Right. And, that's, and when I was taking notes on the side, and I said, well, when we put up with, that's a different tone. I mean, that's yeah. a different attitude. Um, Sister Weena said mindset. It's a completely different mindset because in your mind, you've already built barriers and roads and and that threshold that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. And depending and depending on past experiences and previous relationships or family of origin, some of those barriers and roads may come quite early, right? Um, and stuff like that. So that's that's. I was just sitting here, just like <laughs> hearing y'all go, but that's what was going on for me. Yeah, I hope that I hope that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt, you know. And when I think about acceptance too, Weena, you mentioned how people will often look at that as like too simple of a term, and I think yeah, I agree with that. I, I yep. think the reason why that may be is because to me, acceptance falls under the broader umbrella of love. You know, so when people say that I need love. What does that really mean? And mm-hmm. to me, an element of love is acceptance. It's hard to feel love from somebody if you don't feel accepted. So maybe one of the reasons why people may not say, um, well, I need acceptance is because it actually falls under the idea of what it means to feel loved. You know, mm. how, how do we actually define that, though? You know, when people talk about I need love and we all recognize the importance of that within a healthy relationship, like LL Cool J? <laughs> exactly. Just like LL said. I don't even know if LL back then knew what it meant. He was like 19 <laughs> at the time. Um, but what does love actually mean in the context of a romantic relationship? What are the elements? What are the other elements that fall under that umbrella of love? Hmm. We already said acceptance. I feel like you just, you just asked us to literally solve world I was, peace. I was, I was, I was going to say, almost the same I thing. Did. I, was like, I did. I did like, just we, ask you I was to like, do that. We are, I was like, we are about to get like a Nobel Peace Prize by answering this question right now. I'm setting it up, man. I'm setting it up for you guys. <laughs> so what do we have? I think you should go first. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Honestly. Okay. Well, like I said, acceptance is one of the major elements of that. What I also like to consider, too, is what separates um, a a sense of love from everyone else and your mate is also that intention of romance, you know, and mm-hmm. how important that is to consider within a relationship. You know, yeah. so when you think about I need love, well, 
I need that romantic element as well to to set that that boundary between the love that I'm receiving from you and the love that I'm receiving from anybody else. So you have yes. romance, you have acceptance, you have care. Care is another yes. major one. Am, am I <laughs> am I am I am I making sense here? Well, my answer is that is subjective for everyone, though, mm-hmm. because you hit it on the head. I have no idea what LL meant. I, I could take a stab at it, right, right? Right. But sometimes what we deem as the definition of love is shaped, as you have already shared, by your family of origin, what you have been taught love okay. is. All right. All right. Some people think I need love and, and love can be smothering it can mm. be, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, um, yep. it, it could be so many things that another person would say, oh, that that doesn't register as love to me. But but you're looking at or looking for basic tenets that separate like from love. Right. I believe yeah. I'm hearing you say yeah. that you, you want to understand what is that next level of love. And you've done a good job so far by saying that there's this romantic piece, I think. That it's also that you privilege or prioritize the person above others. So you create a mm. special space I agree with that. for right. them yeah. in your world. Yeah. Absolutely correct. Absolutely yep. correct. Yeah. I uh to, to follow up on what um Sister Weena said, like I say that all the time when I'm working with couples. Mm-hmm. Another way that I that I put to what Sister Weena said is I I um so, you know, I, I kind of did my thesis on this. I talked about, like, there are boundaries, you know, within the relationship between right. the partners, right? How they really. And then there's the boundary around, you know, the couple, right? Like, as we all as MFTs have been trained. To, oh, yeah. Kind of know. And so Sister Wien is right, because I do believe it both personally and professionally. And what I tell my couples is exactly what she said. I, I joke with them and I say, look, I say um, to the notion of acceptance and to the notion of even quote unquote tolerance, I say, um, when you are in a committed relationship and um, and this is your plus one, this is your ride or die, all of that jazz, she's right. They have special privileges right. that the rest yes. of the world does not. And I'm not talking about like sex and all that. I, I, I really felt what Sister Wina said because I preach this all the time. What I tell my couples is I say, look, if someone does something to you out there in the world, you're going to handle it differently. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you should. But when your partner does it, I say this to all my couples. If they're listening, they're like, yeah, this brother says it. I always say <laughs> it's still going to hurt. It's still going to, like, you know, cause a reaction. But you don't need to, like, lay down the iron fist. Mm-hmm. Right. You, 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 you shouldn't. You right. shouldn't. Like, you should still confront it. You should still deal with it. You should still moderate. But you shouldn't. If, if someone is going to catch something real serious out there, a person you don't know, I always tell my clients, I said, you're good with me. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you're good with me. But I said, when you do it to your partner, this is different. It's a different kind of relationship because yeah. Rita's right. This is a different kind of privilege. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. A, it's, she's right. Like, that's the word. That's the word in terms of like versus love versus acceptance versus tolerance. It's, it, you know, like sometimes we joke in our relationship. It's like, yeah, my partner gets away with this and other people were to do that. Mm-hmm. It's a negative. That's what Sister Wynn is talking about. That's what I've talked about. Mm-hmm. It's it's true. It's around, it revolves around boundaries. I also think it gets also to needs, right? People need to be able to recalibrate for the sake of their relationship and right. say, you know what? Does it annoy me when people grind their teeth? Yes. I have a partner who grinds their teeth. My wife doesn't, but it's like, I'm just saying, sure. for someone who grinds their teeth, 
you shouldn't be like just going at them over and over. You should be able to say like, you know what? It's 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 something that you know they deal with. I accept. I accept it. <laughs> and, and 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 the other thing I'm gonna say is, and 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 I'll pass it back to you guys because I think this is another thing I always have to say to couples around like the special privileges we hold in relationships. I also say, true acceptance is also not beating them over the head if and when it happens. Yeah. You yeah. can't keep bringing if you truly accept this, you can't keep bringing it up. Right. That's really not acceptance. If you're like, well, it annoys me. Well, you know, this annoys me. You know, this annoys me. Mm-hmm. that also starts to wear thin as well. So I just got I just got triggered when when we said it because she's spot on because it's something I tell all of my couples as well. There's mm-hmm. special privileges that come with it. And that's the uniqueness about being in a relationship. Mm-hmm. It is. And, what, you know, when you're talking about not beating your mate over the head with it, that goes back to what we was saying too. you managing your own Correct. around something Correct. you know so absolutely. when you are learning to accept absolutely. someone you have to learn how to manage your absolutely. own feelings that may have disturbed you before whatever may have been Spot annoying on. you have to figure out okay well if Spot i'm going on. to welcome this person yes. into Correct. my life and truly accept Correct. them that i need to learn how to manage Correct. whatever negative feelings i'm having about Correct. what they're doing you know absolutely bro. and i want to go back to something else that we said prioritizing you know yes. when you are feeling loved yes. you know that you are a priority a priority not the but a priority in that person's life. When you don't feel like you're being prioritized at all, you feel like, you know, there's a little bit of love missing there, you know? So you want to make sure that you are feeling prioritized and your mate knows that you need to be one of the priorities. I've had clients where, you know, you're, you're working, you're in school, you're raising children, you're starting a business, you're doing all these different things and your mate is kind of feeling left out there. And that can be very problematic for them. I mean, I've seen clients where their attitude is, well, they're not going to go anywhere. So let me take this time to do all these other things. No, your mate needs to be prioritized, too. You can't leave that out. That's also under that umbrella. You know, and since we are talking about love and how that is an umbrella, love to me is a state of being. Love isn't a necessarily a feeling. Like when I get into talking about um, primary and secondary emotions with my clients, I always point out that love itself is in response to all these other things that are happening. And so that's why I say it's an umbrella. When you have that sense of affection, when you have that attention, when you have that acceptance, I'm using all my A A words right now, um, that is what feeds into that that sense of love, that feeling of love, um, that state of being. And that's something that needs to be um, kind of underlying the entire relationship, a sense of love. And everything we're saying are the things that feed into that. And so you can define love however you want to, but understand that the love that you're feeling is a result of all these other characteristics that are playing a role between you and your mate. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'll stamp that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys. Thank (laughs) you. I I appreciate your approval and validation. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, Another major one that I don't think we really got into last time. But it's about this sense of being fulfilled within your relationship. I need to feel fulfilled. Um, you have so many people who are walking around feeling dissatisfied within their relationships, with, within their lives, but particularly within their relationships. And so that need to feel fulfilled is also essential. How do you define fulfillment within relational terms? What is fulfillment? I'm thinking about how we don't learn to do that. So 
most of us are walking around recklessly entering romantic relationships without a realistic idea of whether or not we should even be seeking certain levels of fulfillment from okay. an imperfect person. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, so, I, I definitely hear that. Right. So, so when you say someone lands on our couch or our virtual couch and they talk about how they're unfulfilled in the moment, then I immediately take them back to their definition of fulfillment Mm -hmm. and, and try to get a really good understanding of what their, this is my E word expectations Mm -hmm. are around romantic relationships And we know as MFTs that you're not going to be 100% fulfilled in a romantic relationship because you're partnering with an imperfect person. Mm -hmm. Correct. Mm -hmm. So even if they have 100% of the qualities that you want, they're not going to hit the mark 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. And it's far more likely that they're not going to have 100% That's of the what I was about to say. Yeah. that you, you want. And that is why we're talking about acceptance versus tolerance. Right. Because off the, the jump, you need to know that you're going to need some internal resources to add to your joy and some outside relationships that don't compete with that romantic relationship, right. but they also add to your joy to make up that full picture. Right. So you're not just dependent upon your relationship in order to feel that um, that essence of fulfillment, but your but your your entire life should actually bring that that concept together for you. But still, yeah. what is the definition of fulfillment? What does it actually mean to feel fulfilled? Satisfied or content. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say, but but even but even in my mind, when you ask the question, my mind always goes to, well, what are your needs? Right. Like, what do you what are you fulfilling? Right. I'm fulfilling what? Right. Right. Like right. so so whenever so whenever right so I have this thing where I'm always like telling clients like, and um I do it facetiously, but I'm also doing it intently where they're like, well, you know, I just I just want something like I just want to feel loved, and I'm like, I don't know what that means. Right. And sometimes I'll even like, I'll. I'll even motion to the partner and I'll, I would honestly say like, hey, hey, do you know what that means? Right. Yes. And, and ha- you know, half the time, most of the time people are like, no. It's, and, 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 and when is right. I think I think before we even say like, well, you know, what's the definition of, you know, um, being fulfilled? Um, I think by objectively answering it, yes, it's satisfaction. It's being content. It's all those things. Right. Um but I think the mechanism that drives fulfillment are needs, which yeah. is why we've been talking about them. Exactly. And, and and so if you can't, so, you know, and I'm sure you guys say it too, if I am not clear about what my partner's needs are, and if they can at least, and, you know, um, a mentor of mine told me this like years ago, and it's true. And, and, and it's one thing to know what your needs are, but I also think part of being in a relationship is you have to be open and constantly teaching and, and coaching your partner around what it is and what it looks like to support those needs. And right. the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I've had folks in session being like, well, they should just know. First yes. off, first off, first <laughs> off, when you met, your needs, your needs was 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 one kind of way. Right. You guys have been together for 10 years. I highly doubt, even if the construct stays the same, I highly doubt the specifics behind how to meet those needs are still the same yes, 10 years indeed. later. Yes, and most indeed. of the time, most of the time they shut up and they're like, no, you're right. Okay. 
chill. So what I'm saying is, is that like the mechanism, so you can't say like, I just want to feel love. Well, when people ask you, or if your partner asks you, well, what does that mean? What does that look like? Let's not get offended because what, what brother Rick and sister Wiener is also saying too, and what I'm saying too, as well is that these are one, they're hard questions Two, They involve both internal work and external support, yeah. external support via like conversations, work with your partner. If we need added help, we go to therapy, we get coaches, we do all these other things, right? But what it's own what it's gonna come down to is do you have a sense of clarity around what your needs are? Can you name it? Can you define it? And can you walk people through it? If you can't do that, right? This is my opinion. If you cannot do those things, and I'm not saying everybody has to do it, but if you can't do that, then you have to have some grace and compassion around what's going on in your relationship to say, Oh, I see how and why I may not be be fulfilled or satisfied i may not be clear about what my needs are i may not be clear about how to like you know get them done and 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 how to define them and let me also say before i like land the plane here what i'm saying right here is just a general overview i understand that there's other issues where people have made it very clear what mm -hmm. their needs are and how right. to do it and when their partners aren't doing it that's different we can save that for another conversation but i needed to just put that in there for the listeners to say that's a different scenario but when we was talking, I do agree. I think there's a lot of internal work that we need to um, be very mindful about. Right. Right. And that's actually a great segue into the second part of this, too, because that's what this whole conversation is about. When you talk about fulfillment, you are talking about the needs that you have within your relationship in order to feel for, fully fulfilled within your relationship or even per, a percentage of fulfillment within your relationship. It's about the needs that are not being addressed or that need to be addressed, right? That's what we're talking about, those needs. But the segue is into what gets in the way of people actually articulating and advocating for those needs in the first place. Because like you said, Dr. John, you can't have expectations that someone's going to Correct. fulfill or help work on those needs with you when you haven't articulated them. And one right. of the problems that we said that started this whole conversation off is a lot of times our clients aren't even aware of what their needs are. They have a, a general sense of it, right? but they can't articulate them, articulate it themselves because they're so focused on just a few of them. But the idea is that hey, we're having this conversation and we can go on and on and on about all the needs that are essential for a healthy relationship. But what gets in the way of people actually advocating and articulating their needs to their mates? I think you two started off uh, in your last episode on the right foot talking about how something has happened along the way for lots of people mm -hmm. that causes them to believe that their needs simply are not the priority right. or they're not going to get met. So when we have those early traumas or situations where we've been sent that message that, that you may think you need this, mm -hmm. but it's not available to you right now, or you learn to love someone that's not going to meet your need, you carry that into other relationships and you're silenced by it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. What do you think, Dr. John? What gets in the way? Um, yeah, I think it's the it's 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 a lot, right? Like it's family awards and stuff. I think it's also conversations or social commentary around um, what does relationships look like? Um, mm -hmm. I also agree with you and Wena around that E where I also think there's like expectations, right? I mean, um, we have an ideal um, idea of what we would like to experience in our relationships. Um, but what is the reality? 
mm-hmm. right? And I think I think that gap um, at times can be very stressful. And so advocating, you know, I, I've seen it manifest in ways like, well, I don't want to hurt my partner's feelings or right. I don't want to make them feel yeah. bad, right? I've heard it manifest in other ways such as, um, but I got other things kind of going on, so it doesn't really matter right now, right? Um, uh, Brother Rick was talking about, like, you know, uh, people who have, like, wearing multiple hats at the same time right mm-hmm. so it's like you may not prioritize like you know your marriage because you started a business and you're in school and you're finishing up right and and guilt comes over so mm-hmm. why would you advocate when you're feeling guilt right like it's it's hard right. to do that right right um and then I've, I've also seen it manifest in ways in which people um and again i think this also i'm using another critical interpersonal kind of thing it's like i think people are very fearful of coming off as selfish and i yeah. hear that all the time yeah. in mm-hmm. therapy and that fits into the guilt you just mentioned selfish. too right 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 which is why i i, I did them back to back because I, I i hear those connected in so many different ways and we're trying to unpack them in, in right. um in therapy and and so like i'd love to hear you guys is thoughts around that because i i i hear guilt a lot i hear mm-hmm. selfish a lot yeah um i i, I hear um, you know, the ideal versus the reality and, and, and the gap that exists between that has people very angry. And mm-hmm. I think so. I, I mean, I'm not saying that to all, but I think those are some of the most critical things that block people from advocating. And I mean, from what I've seen, right. you know, a little bit. And we mentioned that in the last episode as well, just in terms of like with black men, what often gets in the way of black men advocating for their needs is that um, that idea that they are being selfish, that they need to be more sacrificial for their relationships. And that they feel guilt in even stating their relationship, uh, stating their needs within their relationships because they shouldn't have any. They should be strictly focused on everybody else. You know, getting back to that whole idea of happy wife, happy life, you know, mm-hmm. and, and how much that leaves out. The, the other element, too, is the assumptions that you guys mentioned before. We have these assumptions that our mates are going to know what our needs are. You know, we have we again, we struggle with articulating them, but we, we have a general idea of what our needs are. So our mates should know, too, because they are identical to us. They should have all the same ideas around what it means to love, what it means to care for, what it means to be affectionate as we do. So we just assume that they're going to step into that role and fulfill our needs because they should already know what it is. So it's those assumptions that we carry into our relationships that um, we don't have to articulate what's happening. You should like you said, you should already know you should know what I need. You know, we've been together this long. You should know what I need. I don't have to say it. Yeah, you can't have those kinds of kinds of assumptions. And we talk about that in session all the time. Let the assumptions go. Over communicate what you need until you guys get to a place where it feels more organic. You have to over communicate what your needs are. I agree with that part. But since you brought up gender, and you're talking about uh, the last episode, how you shared that a group of black men have learned to put their needs on the back burner and and they're taught to be a bit tougher and to just focus on providing for their partner or the mm-hmm. needs of their family. I would say that, that the gap between how some women are taught to be expressive and want to advocate for that emotional element to be present and alive and well in relationships mm-hmm. versus how that's not taught or expressed uh, in in men in mm. general causes a big divide right. because when sometimes women in heterosexual relationships go to express needs for that affection and that softness and that emotional intimacy, the first thing that they hear is you're nagging me. 
mm. or there's something wrong with that. We yeah. we don't need all that. It doesn't take all that. And those are the emotional injuries that shut a person down yeah. in either direction and, and make it feel unsafe to express something that they may need in the relationship. Yeah. And that's one yeah. of the major yeah. things that stop people from being able to articulate their needs, emotional safety or a lack of emotional safety. I think that's sure. something that, you know, everyone's hitting on. Right. You know, you don't say things. You walk on eggshells around your mate because you believe that if you say something, it's going to disturb them. It's going to disturb your peace overall or it may hurt their feelings um, or you may be met with resistance for expressing what you need or what you feel. You know, that's all about emotional safety. But I think what we're what we're getting at right now, though, is that until we correct this gender divide, mm -hmm. then we're going to run into issues with these conversations around needs, because stereotypically, let's say if males in heterosexual relationships can easily express that they think that the sexual volume should be as high as females would say the uh, volume of emotional expression and connection would be every time the two try to talk to each other about that, that we've been socialized so differently, mm -hmm. you may encounter that shutdown. Right. And, and what I think it needs to be understood is that we're always talking about a dynamic that gets created in relationships where one thing begets the other thing begets the other thing. It's a circle that's happening. And when you can't hear the other person's needs or you privilege your own over the other person's needs without just making equal space for it, then it's going to be a problem. Right. Yeah. 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 That's pretty well said. I think I was about to say the same thing. Yeah, It's definitely going to be a problem. Mm -hmm. um, so then how do we do that? You know, how do we actually address some of these more gendered issues that play a role in our ability to articulate our needs. You know, I think you're doing it in your separate spheres, doing the barbershop talks, and um, we're all doing it behind closed doors and on larger platforms where we're talking even now uh, on this podcast episode about how we need to be taking into consideration that acceptance really is at the core <laughs> of, of all of these talks that, mm -hmm. that when your partner comes to you with a need, even if it's feels far-fetched or it, it's Correct. not even remotely yeah. right on your radar, acceptance in that case would look like welcoming it and being ready and willing to investigate right. versus wanting to then put your need on the table right? You're going to have to make some space to deal with these needs one at a time and give them the attention that they deserve. Mm -hmm. And the other piece, not just being able to express the need, but you're going to have to also have a, a layered discussion about why that person believes that they need it. And you need to also be able to separate a need from a want, right? Because you two talked earlier about how uh, sometimes you'll express a need and your partner bucks at it or, you know, they completely dismiss it. Sometimes you express that you need something and your partner may pick up on the fact that you may want that, but that's not really a need. Mm -hmm. And and if let's say, for example, you're saying that you need respect, but your partner 
has has very astutely assessed that you actually want control. Yeah. Right. Right. Not respect. You you actually want control. They're going to bucket that every time. And until you're able to have a very mature conversation about respect versus control and is it a need versus a want, then you're going to continue to play out that unhealthy dynamic that I'm talking about. And that's why defining what these needs are important, because, again, if you say that I want respect, but you really mean control, then, you know, you have to have the understanding of what that really is. Your mate has to have an understanding what that is so that you can clarify what the needs actually are. You know, you right. have to define that. The The other thing that keeps coming to mind, too, is that part of what happens when you're not feeling safe is that your mate is getting defensive a lot. And so that defensiveness can play a major role in your, your struggles with articulating what your needs are. You know, if, you're, if your mate is always bucking, if your mate does shut down, if your mate does become very defensive around the assumed accusations you're making about not feeling fulfilled or not having different needs met, yeah, then that's going to always be in the way of you either either have your needs um, understood or even heard because they're shutting down on you. They're, they're getting defensive. And so that's one of the things that we also have to address in session a lot, the way that people get defensive when their mates are just simply articulating, not even expecting you to do anything in the moment, I just want to be understood. I just want you to understand what my needs are. Right. Correct. Correct. Right. right. I mean, no, I mean, it's, 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 uh, yes, it's everything you guys are saying because it's like, I'm thinking about like so many scenarios I've seen couples in. Weena's right. There are going to be times and there will always be times when your partner's going to come to you and when they are expressing a need or an idea around how their needs are evolving. Yes, even if it seems far-fetched, do not clam up, do not get defensive, do not dismiss it. Like just just chill out and be Brother accepting. Right. Yeah, be man. accepting. And and, and and Brother Rika's right too. It's like in in order to be accepting, what I always teach my couples is like instead of blatantly saying no, instead of just full on rejecting or being dismissive, open up the conversation. Right. Wow. You know, and when first and foremost, like dare I say, can we start getting in the habit of like really um, thanking our partners for coming to us? Because the amount of yeah. courage and bravery. Yeah. Think about what I said yeah. earlier. Yeah. Guilt, right. selfishness. Right. I mean, like th- 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 this, this, this stuff is hard, man. Yeah. It's, it's so yeah. no matter how much you love your partner, it is still I don't care how long you've been together. I have couples who've been together for like 30, 40 years and it's still hard to go to your partner and say like, you know, I have a need for this or this is what's going on. And so the first thing before you open your mouth is literally before you even crack a smile is to say, wow, thanks. Like, I appreciate you doing this. I know how hard that must have been. And 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 but like, you know, it's so brave and courageous. I also appreciate your vulnerability. Mm -hmm. You know, after all these years that you would still feel comfortable to come and talk to me. You know, I mean, like, come on, I just had to name that because like what you two were spitting with facts, but that's also the cherry on the top. Like like everything that we're saying right now is not easy. It's not easy. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing easy about what Sister Wynn is talking about, what Brother Rico is talking about. There's nothing easy about it. And I right. don't care how long you've been together. We should always normalize. I even do it with my wife. Like, I always like, thank you. Like, I appreciate that. That means a lot to me that you came to me. You told me that. 
I didn't know. Right. And even and it's okay to even say I didn't know. Right. And it's also okay to say, you know what? I thought I knew, but you telling me now, like that helps me. No need to get defensive. And 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 Brother Rick is also right, which is what we're talking about too. These are great conversations because it allows us to clarify the meaning of the need. Right. People, we are human beings. We attach meaning to these needs. And so it's not just name your need and then we move on. Help me to understand like what is it about this need? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Help me to understand what it is about this need because that helps me understand you. That, right. And, and, and here we go. And I'm, I'm done. That also builds our instincts in our relationship. Mm-hmm. And that makes us feel good. That increases uh, marital satisfaction, relationship satisfaction. People start to feel great because, like, I can read it better because I have clarity now. All right. I'm done. Yeah. And I would say, as the person who is listening to the mate trying to understand your mate and and their experience of, of needs and what they need what they actually need is to really be present you know when you get into this whole mindfulness thing you really have to be present with your mate too in those moments um we talk about being accepting being open hearing understanding validating um being empathetic you really have to remain present with your mate so that you're taking the time to hear them try to feel where they're coming from uh, what their experience is and why this is important. When you're not being present, when you're not allowing yourself to be aware of what's really happening, being in sync with what's happening, it's easy to kind of ignore. It's easy to shut down. It's easy to get caught in your feelings. That's why you get defensive. You know, you gotta you have to learn how to not make it about you in that moment. Be with your mate in that moment. You know, I have a lot of clients who struggle with that sense of empathy. It's because you're not taking the time to really be. <laughs> right. You know, right. with your mate, you're not being present with your mate. Right. And that has right. to be a practice when it comes to how you are relating to one to one another. Right. Spot on. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I can't fight that. Yeah. Right. You know, so there's, a, there's so much to this conversation. I'm glad that we're having it. But we do have to, to wrap the show up. We are coming to the end of our time together for this week. So let's break it down a little bit. What are some of your noble truths that you want our listeners to walk away with this week? Let's start Let me you. go first because yes. Dr. John always steals mine. <laughs> that, is, that is true. That is true. <laughs> go ahead. Nina. I think that, that that A word today is, is ringing loudly acceptance is at the core of being able to express needs and actually get them met right and i think we've talked a lot about how much bravery it takes to actually identify needs and and then come to a person that you truly care about and love and respect and and ask them for something in fear that they may reject you. And so working on being welcoming of your partner's needs and understanding and investigating that is really important. Um, And that's a heavy lift. Getting to acceptance from tolerance is a heavy lift, but the sooner you do the work, the sooner you make safe space for getting those needs met. Right on, right on, okay. Thank yeah. you, Miss Weiner. Weiner yeah. the wise. Weiner wise. Yeah. <laughs> How about yeah, you, Doctor John? What you got? I, I think the main thing is like it's it's a culmination of what we've talked about, and it's um, let's let's start internally before we like project outwards around satisfaction, fulfillment. Some of the things we talked about. Nice. Um, 
you know i think that's i think that's the major major noble truth i want to spread Mm -hmm. let's start with our internal work we have to be clear about uh, our needs are how do we define it how do we ideally want to play it out you know all of those great things are are, are the great conversations to have with yourself the great conversations to have on someone's couch if you don't know how to do it or 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 anything like that but i let's start with our own internal processes mm-hmm. first relationships are already hard the they and marina's right the way that we can make things easier um let's start internally yeah yeah and i would just tack on to the back of that you know that once you have identified what your needs are, once you have been able to define what your needs are, it is essential to articulate your needs. Correct. I, I try and stay away from cliches as much as possible, but look, a closed mouth don't get fed. All right, you yeah. have to actually <laughs> yeah. speak up True. and let your mate yeah. know what's going on. If you're not articulating, if you're not advocating for those needs, you can't have the expectation that they're going to meet them. You can't assume that they already know. So if you're sitting around feeling unfulfilled, just sitting in the corner pouting because your mate isn't doing something, it may be because you haven't actually shared with your mate what you are expecting, what you need. So you have to talk about it. You have to open up. You have to find the safe space. Talk about that. Even if you can't talk about it right now, maybe the the first step that you have to make is creating a safe space. Let's talk about that. I need a safe space to be able to open up about what I'm feeling, what I'm experiencing and what I need. So let's start there. And then let's have these deeper conversations about what these needs are. You have to do that. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. That's where I'm coming from. Makes sense to you? Makes sense to me. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, look, folks, as always, it's wonderful spending some time with you guys. I love you guys. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Um, You guys are precious in my life. Miss Wiener Wise, please tell the people where they can find out more about you. Well, you can definitely visit my website for my group practice, covenanttherapy.com. And you can check me out on social media, preferably IG and Facebook. Look me up as Weena Wise or Covenant Counseling Group. All right. All right. Dr. John, break it down for the people. Uh, you can check us out at kingsoftheheart.com. See all the great work that we're doing and all the folks who we are doing it with in the community. Um, it's all for you guys um, you can always check uh, me out at rccmaryland.com and look at all the great clinical stuff that we're doing in the community as well uh, and anything related to criminal legal reform Institute of Justice we're doing great things there so check that yes, out Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff so yeah Brother Rick, where can we find you? You're another busy one as well Of course, of course You can find me at kingsoftheheart.com You can also visit my practice website at insightmft.com Or find out more about me and some other work that I'm doing at viewsandvibes.com Or tarikomariwalton.com Yeah, I'm just .com down I, I, I pay a lot <laughs> I pay a lot for a lot of space here um, So you can check me out And um yeah, that's that's it. Also, of course, IG and and Facebook and Twitter at Tariko Mari. Um, that's that's I'm everywhere. I'm I want I want to be where you are. You know what I'm saying? So wherever you are, I'm at that place too. All right. But look it again. Thank you guys for another wonderful show. And uh, yeah, see you guys again soon. Right? Cipher uh-huh. three. Cipher three. three. All right, everyone. You guys take care, and we'll see you soon. Peace.